Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Ladies and gents, welcome back. Once again, all things covered. Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden got another jam-packed show for you guys. There's a lot to unpack, a lot to talk about. But before we get into our conversation, of course, you know how we rock and roll. We love the support. Continue to support us. If you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe and comment. Skull in the chat. If you're listening, give us a five-star rating. Tell a friend and tell a friend. Subscribe also on Apple or Spotify. Now, let's get to this episode. The biggest comeback in NFL history is something that we will tap into first and foremost, but we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. When we come back, our very own Pat P was involved in the biggest comeback ever. So he has a lot to say. Can't wait to hear him. Yes, sir. Boy, it's always a great episode when the Vikings win. And Pat P, I think you you would agree with me. This season, in regards to our shows, have been spectacular because you guys have been winning way more than you've lost, right? But the game that we witnessed this past Saturday, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. Number one, if you've been living under a rock, you still haven't heard what happened, what transpired in Minnesota. The biggest comeback ever in NFL history. Coach right. recap, Vikings win 39 36 in overtime. Yo, I had a prediction of 23-13. I had the threes right, but I didn't yeah, have the total score right. I got, <laughs> I got the threes right. I had two threes. Y'all had two threes involved in that. But let me tell you this much, Pat P. Watching as a fan, number one, you know I'm watching. Rooting mm-hmm. for y'all to win. Number two, y'all was the first leg in my parlay. Oh, boy. I had – I bought it down to two and a half. So all y'all uh, need to do was – yeah, y'all just needed to win by three. At the end of the first quarter, <laughs> what the freak? <laughs> and the, the funny part about it was I was doing something, I think, with the kids or something like that. I was doing something. So I, I literally missed the whole first quarter. Oh. I I saw a kickoff. I had uh, I was taking care of something. I came back because, you know, NFL, the quarters happen fast. It's not like right. college football where every time there's a first down, the clock stops. 
I literally came back right at the end of the first quarter where it was going to time out. So I saw the score, but I really didn't see the score. So I really thought I was tripping. I'm like, dang, that's all out of threes. I said, oh, the Vikings must be up 13-0 or something like that, right? That's mm. what I was thinking, like 13-0. Man, they came back at the half, after, after that commercial break in the second quarter start. I saw 33-0. I said, how? I said, how is that possible? <laughs> I literally had to call Eric, our producer, to figure out what happened. I, it still couldn't register to me. How can how could one team score 33 points in the first quarter? Yeah, it was the first it, half. The first half. The, oh, yeah. So the first half. I'm sorry. So the first half score, you guys were down 23-0. First yeah. quarter. Yeah. That's what it was. The first yeah. quarter, you was down 23-0. No, 17-0. 17-0. That's what it was. It was ugly. So However you want to look at it, it was ugly. <laughs> then when we get to halftime, I said, my parlay is all the way dead. I said, these boys are just them pissed off on my parlay. I didn't think y'all have a, I didn't think y'all have a, a shot. But, man, you personally, there's a lot we got to talk to you about. You know what I mean? But what was the moment in this, the, the, the second half for you? Number one, what happened in the first half? Let's talk about that first. How did you guys get down 33 points at halftime? Man, if you go back and look at, you know, the way series went, like, you know, overall, you know, offensively, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, three and out, um, a couple turnover on downs, block punt, pick six, and something else crazy in there. So it wasn't much that they, that the coach done, you know, to us, you know, that we felt to beat us. You know, we, we felt that we, we gave them every opportunity you know, to 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 do the damage that they did. And you know, mm-hmm. into the, the locker room at halftime, obviously we gotta look at look each other in the faces and in, in the mirror and you know pretend to go out there and fight. But you know my whole my whole thought process was, you know, ne- we've never been in that type of deficit before. No question. Nobody but nobody at has. the same time it's possible. Like I'm always thinking of like the pot, the, 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 the good outcome. And yes, it may seem like it was impossible, but if we, cause we knew we was going to get about seven to nine more drives a piece, you know what I mean? Per, per unit. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we went out there and got three announced and got the offense back the ball as much as possible, we knew we had a shot. And, you know, when we came back out, nothing was going, you know, until about five minutes left in the third quarter when we got our first touchdown with KJ. Um, and I think that's – I don't think I know that's what really sparked it because we went out there and got another another three and out. Uh, maybe they got one first down and we ended up getting off the field, punted mm-hmm. the ball they, off. They, and they added a field goal as well. Yeah, then they added a that's, field goal somewhere yeah. in there. I think it was like after we scored the second time they scored, uh, ended up getting a field goal. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was just guys just literally just fighting, man, not giving up, taking the play out of time and understanding that, you know, no matter what the outcome may be, give it out all, you know, because we don't want to be, you know, that team that has, you know, that winning record or, you know, have good things going for us and just go out there and lay an egg like that, you know, so. That was just our whole mindset, and we end up so happened to get back in that ball game and came out on top. Yo, Pat, one thing I would like to highlight in regards to the defense, 
you know, a group that has kind of been inconsistent over the last few weeks. But if you guys were not as stout as you were in the first half, you guys would have been down some points you wouldn't be able to come back from. Because you talked about the mishaps in the first half. You guys were playing defending a short blade of grass the entire first half. Yeah. From the 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 punt, uh the fake punt that was incompleted, right? The fourth down opportunity that the offense didn't convert. Mm-hmm. The fumble. Yep. The first the interception, one interception was turned for a, for a touchdown. Yep. Uh then you had another situation where you guys were backed up again. And if, if my memory serves me correctly, I think, and this was the this was the most confusing thing for me. How can a team have a 33-point lead in halftime, at halftime, and offense only score one touchdown? <laughs> That's Think what I'm saying. That. That's Their what offense saying. only scored one touchdown. You had a return interception for a touchdown, right? Yep. And the block punt, was the block punt for a touchdown? Yes. So the block punt for a touchdown. Yep. So literally – their defense, their special teams combined for 14 points. Their yeah. offense put up w- one touchdown, was it 23 points. The other points, you guys held them to field goals. Yeah. No, and if you good. guys don't do that, if you don't do that, let's say, hypothetically speaking, one of those field goals you held them to, they actually scored seven points. Yeah, it's over. Well, it's, 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 it, it, I want to say it will be much harder. We would, yeah, it we would be harder. We would have to get those turnovers 40? that we got on yeah. defense would have had to stand. <laughs> no question, no question. But but the way you guys played in the first half gave you a window of opportunity yeah. to do what y'all did in the second half. But yeah, kudos to the defense, man. The way you guys held the fort down in the first half led to the opportunities to have a come from behind opportunity in the right. second half. And speaking of that, listen, we heard great things from my very own Patrick Peterson. Kevin O'Connell gave you a lot of love in regards to how optimistic you were at halftime. Kevin O'Connell said, and Kirk Cousins said the same thing, said he, Kevin O'Connell said, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. Break down your halftime speech of just five touchdowns. And basically said, you were telling the guys, we going to get stops (laughs) defensively. All y'all got to do is get five touchdowns. That's it. And you literally were saying, that's it. Like, it ain't even that big of a deal. But tell us where your mind, what was going through your mind when you literally said that, and did you actually believe it? First of all, yeah, I believed it. Because, you know, like I said, we're going to go out there and get stopped. Offensively, the coach did nothing to us. Like, nothing. I don't, I don't even know how many first downs they had. I can't remember what their third down conversion. This is probably the second time in my NFL career that you know those goal sheets that you get on the, as a defense is, is either yes or no. Mm-hmm. We hit every last one of them. We just had one no, and the on and the no was we had two two uh, pre snap penalties. <laughs> That's wow. So yeah, every day on the wow. day, and it's like twenty of them. Mm-hmm. So out of the twenty, we got nineteen yeses and one no. So. Wow. Like I said, I knew that defensively what we was going to do, and I know what offensively what they're capable of. Um, they just had to get in the groove and just like Dalvin said, just get get that one touchdown and just mm-hmm. go for that. And so when I said it, yeah, I was I was dead serious, you know, because I really felt, you know, the guys can go out there and have that type of performance. And 
that's just me. I always have that type of belief. You know, hey, now, you said that same. You said the same thing on the sideline during Buffalo. Buffalo. We are down seventeen. Yeah, yeah, that just that's just it's just something that I always have, and with me being, you know, a leader and 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 a guy that people look to in those type of moments, I gotta stand tall and give my teammates that belief as well. You know, no. so True I felt like it, yeah, I felt like it was my obli- my my obligation, my duty to give these guys that fire, give these guys that whatever it was to go out there and complete the NFL greatest comeback. <laughs> Man, listen, and I said this. We did an emergency part, of course. You were aware of right after the game, and I said that's the thing about leaders. Leaders gotta gotta be optimistic when no one else is. Right. Your job is to make everyone feel like we still got a shot. Right. You know, that's what great leaders do. Even though it's extremely cloudy right now, you got to see the sunshine and make everybody else see it as well. 100%. And when everybody else start to believe, then you can you can knock down any mountain, any wall, any wall. And the thing, hearing about that, your coach, it was almost like you gave Kevin O'Connell a sense of encouragement. Because right. when he heard you say it, he literally said during his presser, he was like, you know what? He's right. <laughs> so it was almost like Kevin O'Connor was a little, oh, sh- well, we we in something right now. We can't get out. But he hearing you talk to the to the guys, Kirk Cousins and crew, he's like, dang, you know what? Pat P. right. That's all we need. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you didn't just inspire the team. You inspired the head man in charge as well. Right. And it, he literally said that. So it's not like this is an assumption for me. I watched it. I, we watched it Saturday night. I mean, right when we did our emergency pod. Mm. And he was like, man, I heard Pat P said it. That's because I never forget it every my life. He's talking, man, we going to get stops. Trust us. We going to get stops. All y'all got to do is get five touchdowns. That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. You know, you know, he is right. It was funny that Kurt, the way Kurt looked at me when I said it, it was like, all right. <laughs> that's it that's it that's all you had to do yo and 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 lo and behold y'all did it for our youtube watchers watching us right now we appreciate you and the same can be said for our podcast listeners but one thing i'd like to highlight about this group and let us know how you feel hit us up in the comment section let us know we love to have fan participation involved in our show but what makes this comeback so special outside of it being the largest come from behind victory ever in the NFL was the adversity you guys face within adversity, right. right? And what I mean when I say that, a slow start offensively from the special team side of things that led to opportunities for them to score. But then when you finally had a glimmer of hope, bad officiating took it away. Oh, Think about that. Now think about that mental hurdle you had to go, you had to get over along with what was going on in the flow of the ball game. Because right. when you guys were down, I think it was 20 to zero. I think it was 20 to zero, either 23 zero, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was 20 to zero. When Sullivan created that fumble, picked it up, and was going to score, they blew it dead, which was the wrong call. That snatched any little hope y'all had to try to make this thing competitive. It snatched right. it away. Right. Because it's one thing, it was 23 to zero at that time. It's one thing for it to be the right call. Right. And you know, you see, you like, oh man, dang, they got it right. 
It wasn't a fumble. It was 6.48 left in the second quarter. But it's a whole nother thing for it to be the wrong call when you see it's like, bro, what we could have we could have had seven points. Yeah. Seven points. And that could have initiated the comeback right there. Right. So the mental adversity you you were facing with that, because that's not a play in the game. That's just something that was bad bad on the referees. But y'all had to overcome that. Yeah, Pat P, I thought the rule of thumb in regards to the officials was if anytime the ball is on the grass, right, yep. don't blow the whistle, allow the play to be carried out, and then if it's, re- if it's something that needs to be reviewed, review it. Right. That's what I thought. I thought that was the rule of thumb. I thought that was the rule of thumb as well, especially when I- – what everybody clearly can see his forward progress was not was That's nothing. And on top of that, just like the game last night with Jalen Ramsey, similar play. Similar play. And that no. was that play was almost 10 seconds long. I'm surprised they didn't even review that. Yep. But you know, that's a you know, that's another story. Shout out to Jalen. You know, he he got his another fumble, force fumble on 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 his stat sheet. But that's the same similar type of play. It is. But also, too, Pat P, the thing about they say forward progress, his pitman's forward progress was stopped. Number one, it wasn't stopped because he was right. still fighting. But what's the difference in a running back running the football? Could be an ISO, could be a toss. He gets tackled. He stopped not going anywhere, but they allow him to stay in that same stagnant position. And then his offensive lineman come push him from behind. It's the same thing. It's basically the same thing. Basically, because right. initially he is stopped, but right. they allow the offensive lineman to push him moving forward to get extra yards, which I hate, by the way. Yeah, I so do. That was, that was one I of the that was a dangerous play, by the way. No question that's a dangerous play. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But that happened. And then in the second half, the second half, the second, they moved, the second half one was even, that was like, by it was worse. That yeah, was worse. that was by far the worst. That was worse. That was worse right there. When that happened and they called it back, then, you know, Sullivan emotionally involved in the game. You know, his emotions got the best of him. He hit, got hit with a personal fight. said, oh, that was the last, that was the last bounce you guys <laughs> needed that didn't, that didn't go your way. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. I said, oh, I said, because you know how it is, Pat. When you're in the Florida game, you're trying to come from behind. You need every ball to bounce your way. No doubt about it, man. I don't know if they showed me. I almost lost my top, bro. Because I'm like, come on, man. You can't do this to us. Twice, twice in one game. I can see if it happened this week and maybe two more weeks down the line, but not twice in the same game. Like, come on, man. Let's stop being so whistle happy. Like you said, I thought the rule of thumb was if anything is close, anything. Mm-hmm. That's just like the quarterback when they when it's questionable if, if it's a fumble or not. They let it play out. Let it play out. And if it is, you go to the review, you go to the booth. That's incredible. That's it. That second was, I agree with you, my guy. That was worse. The ball yeah. literally dropped out his hand while he's still up trying to run. Exactly. And that's and why Sullivan, coaches always say pick up every ball. And that's it, why it officials don't. So I'm not criticizing. I'm going to make sure. You scared of that fine, ain't you? Yeah, I'm trying to get fine. That's why they shouldn't be so whistle happy because you have backup with the cameras. That's that's the best backup you would want well, to that's have. All I'm saying. You got backup with the cameras. They they robbed you guys of 14 points, and Sullivan got robbed of two touchdowns in one ball game. Yeah, yeah. He should be in his feelings. 
But that's the thing I was talking about in regards to the fight of this group, because to overcome the scoreboard is one thing, but to also have to overcome bad officiating is a whole nother thing. So think about for our listeners and our viewers who was watching the game, rooting for the Vikings, or even had financial uh, purposes involved in the Vikings like I did, just imagine how you felt. Because I was pissed. But just imagine <laughs> how the players felt who are, they're invested in the game. They actually right. play. But right. you still got to keep your cool. That's you still got to keep your cool. Try to, at least. <laughs> try to. Because the first fumble, they said it was not a fumble. You still got to keep your cool and play. defense is still out there. Right. So you can't dwell on what just happened because if you do, then you might give up something bigger. So the mental uh, stability you guys had in that ball game really showcased a lot. And a lot of people, this, of course, Pat, you wasn't in on Twitter, but the first half, boy, the, 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 the word fraud was utilized a lot in describing the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, fraud alert. I told you these guys weren't good. Uh, they fake. They this and that. Blah, blah, blah. There were so many tweets that didn't age well that was put out in the first half. But by the end of the game, <laughs> or those tweets didn't age well. I just, I just, me personally, I was just so disappointed. I said, I can't believe I'm gonna lose my first leg of my party like this. I said, I gotta create a whole nother party before the, the Raven and the Browns game. Cause I put three, I put you, y'all, uh, Baltimore Browns, I had the under, and I had Buffalo. I said, I'm gonna I'm I'm lose my party just like this. But hey, oh ye of little faith. We came through, baby. That's what the good word is. Oh, ye of little faith. I had oh, little faith, but y'all had a lot of faith. The little faith. Y'all had a lot of faith, man. So let's talk about individual play, right? Duke Shelley. Duke had to uh, jump into the ball game in a, in a very, very tough situation. Of course, you know, you were dealing with cramps and things like that. And Duke has been a guy who has been, you know, thrown in the fire here or there and has really ran into a hot kitchen and yeah. he came out with a bowl of water every time that kitchen is hot he runs in there he's not afraid to run in that hot kitchen let's talk about duke shelley man and, and the big spots he's been able to provide not just for you guys last week but the entire season man duke is uh you know not the biggest in statue but plays very big man has a very very big heart huge competitor um, loves the game, and he's the guy that you can rely on. You know, like you said, you know, every time his number was called from Buffalo, um, you know, I think he played in the Dallas game, made a couple plays in there. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and the list goes on. And obviously, last week being one of his best games, you know, as a starter, you know, so um, the sky's the limit for him. Man. He plays with a ton of confidence, plays with a ton, a ton of swagger. And you know, as a DB, you have to have you know, those things, you know, mm-hmm. he's a guy that, that, that understands, you know, the, the opportunity that he got that, that, that he has received, um, don't come around very often. He's taking a full advantage of it. Man. He's a guy who don't blink. I love those type of yep. players. You yep. know what I mean? They jump into, and one thing you got to understand about what Duke Shelley has been able to give you guys defensively. And I'm talking to, you know, the, 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 the folks that are tuning in, listening to us, watching us, Duke is a guy who's not in the starting lineup all the time. And when you're not in the starting lineup all the time, you're not in the flow of the ball game. So you right. can be standing on the sideline during defensive snaps, 
Playing special teams, which is a whole other game within the game. But defensively, you're not in the game. Then in the third quarter, you've been watching the entire game. And third quarter, you Duke, you in. Duke, let's go. We need you. <laughs> oh, shoot. But, man, up, I ain't been out here in this fight. These boys already lubed up. They ready to go. Man, I'm over here just been sitting here watching as a fan during defensive snaps. Now I got to get in here and uphold the standard. Yep. No excuses. None at all. Because, <laughs> like, certain things happen. Like, you you were cramping. Other things might happen in regards to injuries. You always got to be ready. Yeah, you got to stay ready, dog. You got to stay ready. And it's hard to stay ready when you just been chilling. Yep. It's even worse when it's cold outside. I know. Ooh. The thing hey, was in the bank. But, Pat, you ain't never really had to go through that because, you know, you've been starting your whole career. So, you know, you ain't never had to really face that fire yeah, when you just been chilling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Pat, we need you. Oh, dang, I could jump in here. But listen, <laughs> I'm already that's a in tough there, situation. Coach. No question, you're already in there. But Duke has provided 217 snaps on the year, man. So, shots out to Duke Staley uh, and for what he's been able to do. You, you, there were some, there were two, you didn't have, a, once again, you ain't really getting no action. We can't get no interception because they won't throw your side. Like, nope. I don't know what to tell you. Well, number one, you can't act like you ain't ready because you don't want to get caught stealing boxes. But right. so one thing we'll highlight, because he wasn't really a lot to talk to you about, <laughs> the punch, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, it was a fourth, it was a third and two. It was double outs. You, I think Alec Pierce ran out to your side. Paris Campbell was the number two receiver. He ran out. It looked like it was miscommunication. He was wide open. He caught the ball. He fell down. He was about to get up. You were going to tag him, but you was waiting oh. for him to get up and try to punch the ball out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I was trying to steal me one, coach. <laughs> you were trying to create a turnover, right? Tell no us, doubt about that play. Why was he so wide open? It was a nickel blitz um, initially in the path that um, – that who was blitz? Oh, um, uh, Sully. Sully. Sully was blitzing, and Campbell kind of, like, grazed him. And so, you know, he felt like he wasn't able to get to the quarterback in time. So he ended up trying to, like, you know, back, up. back in coverage if you go back and watch the tape. So mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of threw off the safety. It was like, what the hell are you doing? Because <laughs> that was a safety guy <laughs> supposed to be coming down. You know what I mean? So he was like, should I stay back? Should I come down? Yeah. And that's how that ended up happening. You know, Man, uh, I was like, yeah, because I was confused. I was, <laughs> I was like, what the freak is going on? I said, somebody yeah. must have thrown the coverage. Yeah, yeah, and I saw it, and you know, luckily, you know, they end up they ran like a spacing concept, so the number one receiver wasn't too far away from me to where you know I can have an opportunity to try to make a play on that ball. Yeah, I mean that was good. You you were ball aware. You were trying to search, and and, and like, unfortunately, you didn't. But that's a, that was a great attempt, and that caught a lot of people's eyes as well uh, on Twitter. <laughs> they were talking about you know how instinctive you were in that situation, trying to create yeah. a turnover. The second play I like to highlight you. I talked to you about was a deep pass uh, on Alec Pierce. Press yep. man, great at the line of scrimmage, extremely patient. You basically ran the route for him. Yeah, man, I wish I would have turned, because I thought... Um, the back shoulder. That, yeah, I thought he was going to try the back you shoulder, too. You thought it was the back shoulder. Yeah, so, because I already, I was on top, I was upfield shoulder, so rule of thumb with most quarterbacks, if the DB is high, they want to try to, it, you know, throw Hit you with the back shoulder? shoulder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with me being in great, you know, position, I had, you know, Alex here, and I looked back, and I was like, dang, the ball is over my shoulder, because I was already, like I said, in position to, to try to go back and play the back shoulder, because mm -hmm. most quarterbacks don't throw, and when I'm in that position, they don't throw the ball over my head. 
So that's what kind of forced me to like push off them and open up versus yep. staying here and trying to run under the ball. But um, I was surprised that he put air on the ball just because the arm strength that, mm-hmm. he, that he has, you know, it's not, it wasn't the same arm strength that Matt, that we was used to accustomed to seeing, you know, back in 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that man, that was a great rep, defensive rep in regards to second day, but he was patient at line of scrimmage. Yeah. You know what I mean? You was on top of him. So you were able to cover both routes, back right. shoulder or the deep one. But because of the way you look for the back shoulder, that prevented you from being able to run underneath that deep ball. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that was ideal. That, that was great. That was great. But heck, that's all we, we got from you because we didn't really see too much action. But <laughs> before we transition to the Giants preview, one yeah. thing I think we need to do, Pat P, is talk about Captain Kirk in the second half. Yeah. 417 yards. Man. Four touchdowns and two quarters of play. Yeah. Special. And you guys didn't you didn't score the first touchdown in the third quarter until a little the five five minutes in the third. By five minutes left. Yeah. And one thing I I I I've been talking about the entire weekend is that if Pat Mahomes did what Kirk Cousins did, it would be a big deal. Oh yeah. Tom Brady, Josh it. Allen, big deal. Hey, just like just like just like you know when the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs just barely beat Houston. Houston. Oh, that's okay. It, they still play um, amazing, this, that, and the other. But when, you know, we so happen to barely beat, you know, a team that people don't think we should put beat as bad as we should, oh, uh, yeah, they're just pretenders. Hey, man, games in the league are hard, man. They are. We say that every week. How do you get them? However you get them, you have to take them. You don't know how you're going to get them. (laughs) And and I did a radio show earlier today. They were talking about the Vikings and like, man, what's up with this team? I said, well, I got a question for you. I said, let me be the interviewer, right? Yeah. Last year, y'all was critical when they were finding ways to lose ball games. Right. This year, y'all are critical (laughs) because they finding ways to win. Which one is it? Right. You got to pick the win's one. not big enough. They don't, they don't care if we're winning. They want to see, oh, we want to see, we want to see them win by or average of 14, 13 points. Man. It's just man, not going to happen. Don't work that way in the NFL. Mike Tom used to say best. There's no such thing as as style, as, as style points in the NFL. There's no, no such all. thing. This ain't playoff no. rankings where you, you drop a yeah, spot no. if you don't blow somebody out. Last time I checked, when guys are able to come back in the fourth quarter, they get that clutch gene or they get the closing, the name of the closer or that guy got ice in his veins. Man, when the we cardiac bites. Oh, man, they, they, they find Cody. every excuse to say why the other team let us let us win. I, I guess they say y'all been doing it too much because <laughs> y'all currently 10 and no in one score game. So y'all find a way to win the ball games. But it's the, the moral of the story is winning. And because yeah. of that, you just won matters. the division. You, you just won the division. This is your second division title of your career. We know you're not hyped about T-shirts and hats, but tell us how big that moment was for you to, number one, lock up the division, to, number two, know you will have a home playoff game as well and being able to do so in the fashion in which you were able to do. It's big for me because it's something that I saw, you know, for this team. And 
it's big for me because now I have an opportunity to play for something that I want to that I want to have in my possession, man. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I'm playing. The only thing for me that I'm playing for is that Lombardi, you know, so now that's I sticky have, Lombardi. Yeah. So now I have an opportunity, you know, to play for it, you know, and I'm man, once the first game, I'm giving everything I got, you know, I, I'm, I might need to have a whole bottle, a whole jug of water just on the side for me because I'm not, I may not sit down. I'm going to be, Talking to guys all game because can we get that Arizona Pat P? That's what I'm saying. That's what you're gonna get all playoff. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. How 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 LeBron used to do it? Uh, what do you used to say? A uh, playoff time come dark thirst or something like that. I'm going dark mode, man. Dark mode. Yeah, man. Well, I know one thing for our listeners and viewers. If you haven't been following me, I'm pretty lucky. And I said the Vikings were going to win the division when we yep. came there during minicamp. Eric, yeah. you got to find that clip. I said the Vikings will win the division. So you, you know, listen Pete, to me. Pete said yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Pete <laughs> said it wasn't going to happen. No question. <laughs> Pete Prisco said it wasn't going to happen. I said the Vikings got the most talented team in the division, right? Yeah. Zero dark for Bron. That's yeah. what it was, zero dark. Yeah. So we're going to say zero dark seven. So it was Bron, zero dark two, three. Yeah. We say zero dark seven for Pat. Yeah, there it for is. Pat Pete. I like that. I like that. That that's what we go playoff mode. Zero dark. Zero dark. Hey, last question for you before we go to break and get ready for this Giants recap. I think I know the answer to this question, but what was the better win, the Colts or the or the Bills? Well, the Colts by far. Yeah, by far. Just because what we had to do to win the North, the ramp, the like what was on the line. You know, obviously we had another week to go win it, but to do it in that style, home, like you said, with going against all the adversities from how the game was being, you know, the, the game wasn't going our way as far as the ball, uh, the fumbles, 33-point um, deficit in the first half, didn't get our first touchdown to the third quarter, late mm -hmm. in the third quarter. It was just, man, just so many great memories and just to be a part of history, you know. No question. That's no that's, question. that's why it's so much more memorable um, to me. But I have, I have, I can always tell my kids I had the opportunity to play in the in two of the NFL's, you know, best games in one season. That's you know, fast. So that's uh, that's going to be something that I will never forget for the rest of my life as well. I I agree with you. I think it's safe to say the Colts win was the better win. With that being said, it's time to take a quick break. But when we come back, let's get ready for the next tax. The, ne the next task, which is the New York Giants coming to town. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Pat Pete, next up, the New York Giants come into town. Number one, how happy and thankful are you that you don't have to go to New York to play the Giants? You're actually playing them at home indoors because it's going to be brick cold this weekend. There are seven games scheduled on Saturday that forecast freezing temperatures, which would tie the most in a single day since at least 2000. Man, I'm very blessed and thankful that we don't have to go to New York. Um, it's going to be pretty cold here as well, but luckily we're going to be inside. Um, and, and it's a whiteout, right? It's yeah, a whiteout, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a whiteout game. Uh, and so everybody who's attending, attending the game, make sure you wear your white gear. Um, we're going to be in all white. Uh, I'm gonna wear my all white, you know. So um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be dope. The atmosphere, I know the atmosphere is gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to get there uh, for sure. So this is my first Christmas Eve game, my second Saturday game. Never mm. gonna turn up again. Let's go. No question. So with that being said, Christmas Eve, you know, break down your plans for Christmas since you're playing on Christmas Eve. Um, you know, I don't know the schedule yet, but I'm assuming we're gonna be off. So yeah. I'm Especially after my a win. Yeah, my Christmas is going to be like my every other Christmas. You know, pretty much just wake up, get the girls some breakfast. Um, they like to wake up pretty early. So, um, you know, open up some gifts, um, you know, cook some food, start watching some basketball. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some basketball going to be on. So just pretty much hanging out at the house for the most part. You know, it's going to be hopefully a white Christmas. So. Probably go out, make some snow angels, you know, get on the sled a little bit with the girls, you uh-huh. know, snowmans. Uh, typically, like I said, pretty much everything that we normally normally do on a Christmas. You played against Daniel Jones twice, including his fifth start. Uh, what is the key to forcing turnovers uh, with him? Because we know he's been turnover prone. In his career this year, he's been he's been doing a pretty good job and being smart with the football, but yep. that is still something that's associated with him. So, what's the key in trying to get turnovers on him? I think for the most part, just disrupting his timing on the back end and also in the pocket. Um, I think the Giants do a really good job of trying to get the ball out of his hand very uh, very quickly um, by running those, you know, kind of like those. Um, I want to say call it like day one install, but that that like kind of like that intermediate passing game um, for him, trying to give Saquon the ball as much as possible, any kind of way, screens, running game, yeah. Yeah. Um, trick plays, wildcat, you know. So, um, like you said, they've been doing a really good job of not having him force the issue. You know, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to make sure that, you know, we do a good job of getting our hands up at the line of scrimmage um, and trying to make that pocket as cloudy as possible for him to – forcing in some ill-advised throws. Do you think about the fact that this could be a first-round matchup as well if things go accordingly in the in regards to the playoff seeding? Yeah, the way things looking, you know, we're probably, probably going to play one of the teams that we already played this season. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not looking at it as, you know, at it that way. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it as a playoff game because these guys are playing for, uh, fighting for playoff playoff position so we know we're going to get their best shot mm-hmm. this is going to be you know a playoff atmosphere game so we're we're going obviously preparing to win and we're understanding that we're going to get the new york giants uh best shot 
Well, you guys know what time it is. The moment you all been waiting for. Be Mac prediction time. Let's go. Yes, sir. I got you. I got you. I got you real good. So, so check this out, Skull Nation. Yes, Vikings win thirty to twenty. Mm. Thirty to twenty. Vikings win whiteout show in the bank. It's gonna be cold outside, but hot inside. Thirty yep. to twenty. Vikings win. Skull Nation, stand up. You guys will advance to be what twelve and three. Yes. Yeah, 11 and 3 now. Yep. Yeah, 11 and 3. So 30 to 20 Vikings win. Skull Nation stand up. Thank me later. Now it's time for a, a quick around the league segment. Something I want to talk to you about, Pat P. I know a lot of our fans, they are aware of this as well. Gio, Gio, Giovanni Bernard, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, longtime vet in this league, has been a very, very productive player. Had a mishap Sunday in the Buccaneers. Bengals game he muffed a punt of course they uh ended up you know getting the football Cincinnati the rest is history but at the end of the game he was basically bombarded by reporters in regards to that play and the reporters just basically just bam went at him and you know Gio said hey man what are you guys doing like you know why y'all all in my face and he's like y'all haven't talked to me or tried to talk to me all year and one reporter said well hey because you haven't done anything <laughs> <laughs> that ain't funny, but <laughs> hey, hey, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that wasn't that what one of the reporters said or something like that? I could have sworn that's what I heard. You know, uh, Eric, am I right or am I wrong? Let me, well, I could have sworn that's what one. Of, he said, "What have you done for us to talk to you?" Yeah, that's what the reporter said. The reporter said when Gio said, uh, "You know." Um, you guys haven't tried to talk to me or anything like that. One poor reporter said, what have you done for us to try to want to talk to you? Well, basically the same thing that I ad lib on. It's kind of the same in the same neighborhood, right, Pat P? Yeah, no doubt about it. Basically. Yeah. But, <laughs> and Gio was like, man, come on, man. Like, you know, he handled it as professional as one could handle that. But how would you have reacted? Oh, man. Um, if he, if he would have said... What have you done? You, know, you haven't done. Well, you haven't done anything for us to want to talk to. You. <laughs> First of all, I don't know what I would have said, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I don't know what I would have said at you know at the reporter hearing hearing his comeback. Um, but I do think you know that comeback was a little bit too much. Obviously, mm -hmm. a journalist, you know, a reporter, they have a job to do. You know, he could have easily been like, you know. It was a pivotal to play, you know, in this game that you was involved in. We want to get your point of view. Mm -hmm. That's why we we're talking to you. You didn't have to be like, oh, what have you done for us, you know, for us to talk to you? You know, I thought that I want was to talk. A, yeah, I want to talk to you. I thought that was a, a bit appropriate. I didn't, you know, I saw, you know, Geo's, you know, reaction. You know, well, not his reaction, his ownership saying, yeah, that was, yeah, that was me on that play. That was 25, this, that, and the other. Um, but yeah, they got to also understand, you know, you have to come at people, you know, with respect, some dignity and respect, you know, so no question. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel that response, you know, at all. But I don't know how I would have response, I responded if yeah. I would have said that to me. And also, too, you got to understand as report reporters, you know, journalists, when you are, when you're in the losing locker room, you want to try to be, 
as respectful as possible because guys' emotions are still involved in the loss, not to mention if a player had a play that didn't help them right. win. You know, yeah. a mistake here, a fumble there. So you can't just attack or come at people like that. You know, yeah. lots of want to cool off and try to do so in a professional way. So Gio did handle that as well, as best as possible. I can tell you that much. You know what I mean? You know, you, you, you they would have said it to the wrong player. Oh, yeah. They would have got cussed out. Yeah, yeah they would have been breaking up something. No question. They would have got cussed out. One other thing before we let you go, Drew Brees, he's hired as an assistant intern. Of course, we had Drew Brees on the show over a few months ago, interim coach at Purdue to help out with the bowl game versus LSU. Now, Pat P., we know you would never go into full-time coaching, but mm-hmm. how can a guy like Drew Brees, when it be as an assistant, help out with Purdue? And do you think this is something that he would consider moving forward more in a full t- full-time role, maybe coaching? You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know if coaching is something that Drew wants to do. This may be um, a smaller stepping stone for him to see if it's something he wants to entertain. Um, I think it would be great for him because he is a, an awesome football mind. We saw what he was able to do, you know, not only uh, with the Chargers, but, you know, in in, uh, in the second half of his career with the New Orleans Saints, bringing those guys their first, you know, Super Bowl uh, championship and linking up with Shaden, you know, the offensive um, numbers they those guys were able to do over their tender, you know, so he is a great football mind, and mm-hmm. that's something that he wants to do. Um, I think he will be a great, you know, head coach, you know, because I, I, I don't see him being no other position. You know, I, I can't see Drew Brees being the offensive coordinator or, or quarterback's coach, you know, right now. I, I see him stepping right in, right into the thick of things. But mm-hmm. that's something that he want to do. Um, I think this just may be uh, a stepping stone for him to see if there's something that he may enjoy doing in the future. Would you consider helping out, let's say, LSU in a week's span, like what Drew is doing in regards to bowl prep? Oh, yeah. Would that be something you would consider doing? Yeah, I would, but, I mean, we play for national championships, man. I mean, I'm just saying, in general, like we we normally play for the national championship. Purdue ain't having only, I won't say losing schools, but, but schools that you know that don't Pat, that don't really have no promises to be doing stuff like that. But Purdue is playing LSU. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, LSU won't be pulling those stuff like this. Oh, we let's get an intern coaching here to 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 for a bowl game. No, we, oh, you saying y'all would be yeah. playing in a more meaningful game? Where exactly, you gotta... exactly. The Purdue is oh. used to playing in these these little these these bowl games right here, man. But what all. if y'all had a bowl game like y'all currently have? And you're like Pat P, can you come help us out for about a week? Yeah, I come, but we be we highly upset. Purdue's happy where they at right now. They happy going <laughs> to this bowl game. <laughs> and Drew Brees is also helping out because the head coach left, so you know took the head coach that job at uh, LSU, so. That's another thing, too. So, okay. Dang. <laughs> we got a lot of Boilermaker fans probably that, you know, watch the show. So, man, I'm not trying to piss them off, man. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying. Mm. And, you know, uh, first Am game. I lying? Am I lying, I mean, man? I know, right. You just said, no, no. I mean, sometimes they say the only time the, tr- the only time the truth hurt is when it's true. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, a great football program. I'm not knocking that at all. What I was about to say is, you know, first game of the season next year, 2023, college football, 
LSU, Florida State, and Orlando. Again? No question. They're running right oh, we back. We're going to smack y'all this time. <laughs> we should have smacked y'all the first time. <laughs> what? What? So let's go to that Sprite and water right now, man. So we ain't got to go right under that. Sprite and water now. First of all, y'all should have smacked. Man, yeah, man, you... man, we had a, a, a two-block field goals. Oh, my God. That was just a freaky game, man. Yeah, but y'all won. Y'all won. I'm telling you this right now. Florida State will be in a national championship conversation this year if they stay healthy. All right, all things covers. I mean, all things covered, uh, covered listeners and viewers. The show yes. is now over. It ain't over. I, I, I know you, him, did you I see know what him. I? I'm he saying this with drunk. conviction. Are you concussed, I'm not man? Drunk. I'm drinking this good. I'm drinking this good water. Are you heard you what I said, man? Hey, Eric, oh, clip this and save it. Don't even waste your time, Eric. Save this. <laughs> Don't even waste your time, Eric. And we gonna keep. And we gonna start that championship conversation on no, week no, one no. against LSU. No chance, man. No All chance. Right. Man. All right. Well, okay. you take care of your business this weekend. And in Orlando, them no one's going to take care of business against the Bayou Tigers. The Cats is what we going to call them. It ain't no Tiger. They going to be the Cats. Hey, man, get off my line, man. All white, <laughs> all white, all white, everything. All white, everything, Saturday, Christmas Eve. My prediction, 30-20. Sorry, New York Giants. Got taking the L. Daniel Jones, can you throw something to Pat he P. Will. I'm a boy prime say, throw me a five, maybe a six. <laughs> something. Something, Pat P. Hey, Pat P. I'm going to get one. Man. Man. Get one. If, he give me, if he give me a ball that I can catch and see, I'm going to get one, oh, man. Merry Christmas. Before I let you go. Hold on, Pat P. Before I let you go. It's something I got addressed. You was on CBS Sports HQ last week. Amanda asked you a question in regards yeah, to man. Yeah. And, and, and I yeah. want to know why you're right here telling these dirty these hey, dirty rumors. I ain't telling these. You, hey, you shouldn't. First of all, you shouldn't even ask that woman. To ask me that question, first of all. Pat P. What? That is, Mac, you know that ain't the truth, man. You know that ain't the truth. You know that ain't the truth. What? College college football, you definitely didn't stand a chance. The only oh thing you might have stood a chance is a, a slight chance is in Mad. I was the guy. When you used to come train with us in Orlando and we used to go work out and the rest of that time was, was on the video game. game. Which game we used to play? I'm asking. Was it Madden? We play NCAA and Madden. So, so you trying to tell me, for your, from your, from from what you remember, is that you was dominate me in both of these games? Yes, Matt. No, bro. Yes. I mean, no. no come on, Matt. So, I, so I didn't. No, no. Man, this man ill. Oh, man. You got to no. be ill. You sit. You sit. Man, you are ill, man. Who, who I used to play with uh, in uh, in 2K? I mean, not 2K, NCAA. Well, Ohio State or somebody like that? You know, exactly. How, how, exactly. I used to drag you down the street with Ohio State. Fat pig. You had Ohio State. I yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna, this, this is what I'm going to tell you. Back. Wait, time out. This is what, what I'm going to tell you right now. This the only this the only way you used to beat me, because I used to beat you so bad. Let's do random select. Why we got to do random select? Why I can't play with my best team? No, no, no. Random select is that? a showcase. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Random select is the ultimate way to showcase what type of skills you got. But I that, get all that. I get all that. But when I got my squad, 
Nah, man, you can't. Come on, man. Let's do random select. Random select. Man, let's play good on good. Good on good. I beat you when we did random select. And when I really got my team that I can really put my guys in place. Don't start that, man. So while we was doing random select then? I mean, why we were doing some random select? Random select is just just a different way to showcase what type of skills you got. I get all that. I want to showcase my skills with the team that I be dominating everybody else with. And that's what I used to do with you and used to bring up the random select crap. Boy, this man to you, man. Okay, Patrick. I can't believe it. When was that? That was like 2006. So, I, yeah, I used to play up the Patriots. I used to send that boy, uh, my boy Johnson. He used to run that 99 right past all your DBs. That's when that speed <laughs> joke. That's when that speed joke cat came into. Uh, was he like, man, how you do that, Pat? How you do the speed joke? Yeah, you had your boys freezing in the screen. Yeah, you remember my Corey Dillon? You remember them boys? Yeah. Yeah, hey. Matt. I'm giving you. I'm, I'm going to let you have it, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm going to let you have it, man. <laughs> you want to have it, but okay. I used to be that guy. I was the guy. When somebody nah, had a problem. No, nah, no, nah, Mac, 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 man, Mac, it wasn't like he dominated me. We had some good battles. We, we had some good battles. You ain't dominating me, Mac. Let's, let's just square that off. You, you never dominated me. I would call domination like if you beat me 20 times straight. That's domination. Yeah, I ain't beat you 20 times straight, but I probably That's what I'm like saying. That's domination. Days. At least I want some battles. You want some battles. We used to go out to family reunion, put that thing up outside and everything. No question. It was, it was on site. Every time we saw it, it was on site. Yeah, it about, was yeah. on site every time. Every, Boy, it definitely saw, was on site. I tell you this, one, Pat you, you need to be happy I don't play it like I used to play for it. Because I would get on there. That might be the last time I played Madden was back then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> listen, boy, listen. Hey, that's what we need to do, Matt. That's what we need to do. No, 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 no. See, 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 that's the thing, though, Pat P. If you wasn't really gangster like that, you won't, you so far and move, you won't show anything. It'll take me probably about two or three weeks to kind of get back in the flow of things I can, I can, I can handle my business. Won't you? Are you You're not like that. So, Matt, <laughs> let's do this then. What After doing? the season, you go and get you a PlayStation 5. I already got a PlayStation 5. I don't even have Madden though, but I got PlayStation 5 from a girl because they like oh, all this yeah. other stuff. Yeah, you know, you, you know, know after they, the they season, I'm gonna give you two weeks. We, you get you two weeks, two weeks of preparation. I get two weeks of preparation, and we're gonna we gonna we gonna play for some uh Sprite and water. Well, I'm gonna have a whole lot of vaults. You know, I like that vaults too. That's that good rich. Let's water. do it, man. Let's go, Eric. <laughs> there we go. Lock it down. We're gonna do that after your final game in Arizona. Yes, sir. I love it. I sorry, Arizona. Y'all got to deal with y'all got to deal with y'all got to deal with Pat P for a whole week. I'm sorry, Arizona. They gonna be mad at you. Woo. <laughs> you ready for that? Woo. Am I ready for what? For them for, for you to be out there for a whole week during the Super Bowl, and they gonna be mad oh, at man. you. Oh, they can be mad all they want. Okay. All right. Well, well all listeners. God did. He did. And he's going to do it Saturday, too. <laughs> hey, once again, Pat P, go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. I'm still waiting on my football. You know what, Pat P, if you don't get me a football in the regular season, I think it would be more beneficial if you get it to me in the playoffs. Oh, me too. Me too. So I, if you if you can get me one regular season, I'll take it. But in playoff time, because we know y'all playing in playoffs for sure. Yeah. That's what we know. I'll yeah. take one then, too. Yes, sir. I got you, baby. All right. Hey, all things covered. Listeners and viewers, hope you enjoy, enjoyed the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll be right back at you next week to recap another big-time Vikings win against the Giants. Peace. Let's go.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 